48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. The Education Minister defends the decision to ban a group of University of Hong Kong students from campus. A government advisor warns that Hong Kong has to be ready to tweak its new policy on allowing non-residents into the city. And relatives of September 11th victims urge President Biden to stay away from commemorations next month. Education Minister Kevin Young has denied suggestions that a group of University of Hong Kong students have been banned from campus as a punishment for passing a now-withdrawn motion in the Students' Union Council, mourning a man who stabbed a police officer before killing himself. After speaking on a radio programme, Mr Young told reporters that the university's decision was reasonable if it thinks the students pose a threat. The University of Hong Kong made the decision due to the risk assessment and also the control of the exposures to uh, unnecessary risk. It made the decision based on its internal procedure and also its own assessment. Uh, so we, have, we, we will respect its decision based on that. He added that students should be taught that actions have consequences. A government advisor on the pandemic has called for caution ahead of a change under which the SAR would allow non-residents to enter the city from medium or low-risk areas from Monday. Professor David Hoy from Chinese University says the government may need to tweak the quarantine period in future. Under the revised policy, people arriving from medium-risk areas only need seven days in quarantine if they've been vaccinated and test positive for antibodies. He also said it would be better for people returning from the mainland to be quarantined in hotels rather than at home. I think we have to be more cautious in allowing people to come back from those areas with outbreaks of Delta virus. Delta virus is highly infectious. In the Hong Kong setting, most homes are actually quite tiny and there is risk of infecting family members. And sometimes people may not comply with the home quarantine. They may go out and spread the disease in the community. So I think with the uh, emergence of the Delta virus in this locality, I think hotel quarantine would be more prudent. The government says it hasn't found any COVID infection after testing around 300 residents of a block in Sheung Wan during an overnight lockdown. Health officials put Seaview Mansion on Connaught Road West under lockdown after a 32-year-old resident who had returned from the United States via Doha tested preliminary positive. Authorities completing their operation this morning but urged around 70 households which didn't answer the door during the operation to contact them for a COVID test. Family members of the victims of the September 11th attacks in the United States have written a letter to President Biden calling on him to stay away from next month's memorial events unless he declassifies files about the assaults. The BBC's Barbara Plett-Usher reports. The letter was signed by around 1,700 people directly affected by the 9-11 attacks, victims' family members, but also survivors and first responders. They have long sought U.S. government documents related to whether Saudi officials aided or financed any of the al-Qaeda hijackers. Previous U.S. administrations have refused to declassify the files, citing national security concerns. But the letter insisted there was simply no reason to keep the information secret 20 years later. The White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki said Mr. Biden was committed to a campaign pledge to resolve this issue. Lawyers for the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, have called into question the results of an independent investigation that found he'd sexually harassed 11 women while in office. The governor has denied the allegations. His lawyer, Rita Glavin, described the investigation as biased from the start. The investigation was conducted to support a predetermined narrative. In our legal system, both sides are heard, 
and given access to the evidence. But here, uh, instead of acting as independent fact finders, the investigators acted as prosecutors, judge, and jury. The report was released earlier this week by the State Attorney General, Letitia James. A court in Russia has given a suspended prison sentence of five and a half years to an American investor, Michael Calvi, a day after he was found guilty of embezzlement. He was convicted of defrauding a Russian bank of more than 30 million US dollars. The conviction shocked the business community in Russia with some questioning the way their state dealt with commercial disputes. Denying any wrongdoing, Mr Calvi has described his conviction as outrageous and his sentence as deeply unfair. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past one. A US military investigation into last week's fatal drone attack on an oil tanker off the coast of Oman has concluded that the aerial vehicle was made in Iran. Tehran has consistently denied any involvement. The attack on the Israeli-operated vessel MT Mercer Street killed the Romanian captain and a British security guard. The latest jobs figures from the United States provide further evidence that its economy is recovering from the worst effects of the pandemic. 943,000 jobs were added last month as unemployment fell by half a percentage point. But the US is still more than 5 million jobs short of its pre-pandemic level. President Biden said the numbers were encouraging. While our economy is far from complete, and while we doubtless will have ups and downs along the way as we continue to battle the Delta surge of COVID, what is indisputable now is this. The Biden plan is working, the Biden plan produces results, and the Biden plan is moving the country forward. And now with the sports news, here's Todd Harding. We start at the Tokyo Olympics, where Hong Kong track cycling superstar Sarah Lee will be looking to improve on yesterday's performances as she aims for a medal in this afternoon's sprint competition. It took a dramatic repechage victory over the American Madeleine Godby for her to advance to the third round, where she faces Mathilde Gros in heat four shortly after 2.30 this afternoon. World number one Nelly Corder is still the leader in the women's Olympic golf competition, which has been delayed due to the risk of lightning. The American is currently one shot ahead of Japan's Mone Inami, who is herself one shot ahead of India's Aditi Ashok in today's final round. There's been a respectable showing by Hong Kong's Tiffany Chan. She was six over par a short while ago, putting her 53rd out of 60 competitors. Also in this morning's action, Perez Jepchirchir secured back-to-back women's Olympic marathon titles for Kenya, timing 2 hours, 27 minutes and 20 seconds. The 27-year-old two-time half-marathon world champion beat compatriot and world record holder Bridget Cosgay, while USA's Molly Seidel was third. And in case you missed the spectacular action in last night's track and field, Sifan Hassan's bid for a treble of 5,000 metres, 1,500 and 10,000 was ended by Kenya's Faith Kipyegon. But the Jamaican sprinter Elaine Thompson-Hera will leave Tokyo with three gold medals. Rounding up the action, here's the BBC's Ed Harry. Two Rio champions successfully defending their Olympic titles. Facing the world champion Sifan Hassan in the 1500 metres, Kenya's Faith Kipyegon never left the Dutch woman's shoulder until passing her with 250 metres to go. Hassan's bid for three golds at these games ended. It was 1500 bronze for her as Britain's Laura Muir took the silver. Five years ago, a dive, a lunge for the line was how Shawnate Miller Weibo won 400 metres gold. This time she had clear daylight in the finishing straight to enjoy the moment. Claiming bronze in 
in that race meant that Alison Felix now has 10 Olympic track and field medals, the first woman ever to do so. And having taken silver in last week's 10,000, the world record holder, Joshua Cheptegei of Uganda, now has his gold. It came in the 5,000. Elaine Thompson has three of those from these games after the Jamaican won the women's sprint relay. And men's individual 100 champion, Lamont Jacobs, he now has double gold after Italy pipped Great Britain in the men's race. Javelin gold went to China's Lu Xiying. And that's our look at sports. Away from the Olympics and we move on to football for a preview of this weekend's Community Shield in England. Here's the BBC's Nick Hatton. Brendan Rodgers' Leicester City, of course, stunned Chelsea to lift the FA Cup, while Pep Guardiola's Manchester City cantered to the Premier League title. Those triumphs earned both managers another crack at silverware on Saturday, and while the Community Shield may have little bearing on the upcoming season overall, it never hurts to get off to a winning start to build momentum. For City fans, it could be the first chance they get to see new big money signing Jack Grealish. His British record move from Aston Villa was completed late on Thursday evening. He'll add another attacking element to what are already frightening levels of creativity in that Manchester City squad. Harry Kane is seemingly on the horizon from Tottenham as well. City fans really will be licking their lips of the season ahead. As for Leicester, it's all about kicking on. Winning the FA Cup was huge and they'll want to add the Community Shield to their trophy cabinet as another example of them heading in the right direction. The signing of striker Pats and Dacca takes their strike force to another level as well. They've also shored up their midfield with the arrivals of Bubikeri Samer and Kamal So. And the weather, sunny intervals and a few showers and isolated thunderstorms later on and a maximum temperature of around 32 degrees Celsius. Outlook, occasional showers and sunny intervals in the next couple of days. Temperature is now 31 degrees and the humidity is at 78%. To end the news, the top stories once again. The Education Minister defends the decision to ban a group of university students from campus. A government advisor warns that Hong Kong has to be ready to tweak its new policy on allowing non-residents into the city. And relatives of September 11 victims urge President Biden to stay away from commemorations next month. That's all the news from RTHK. Here's little Matt Bianco, Wet Bam Boogie, right here on Radio 3 with me, Classic Michael Lance. All the people on the left, Wet Bam Boogie. All the people on the right, Boogaloo. All the people on the left, Wet Bam Boogie. All the people on the right, let's go.